Hi guys, thank you for joining us at Nourishing the Essential. This is Lucy and I am here with Jessica McClard, the founder of the Little Free Pantry in Fayetteville. We were wrapping up here and I just wanted to hit record again because we were talking about how amazing it is having kids involved in this. And <laughs> we were talking about just the the reinforcement of serving our community at such a young age and, and what that does. So, I mean... We've been talking about it, but let's just recap because it's so important. Yeah, I, I mean, I think service and connection—that's what we—that's what we crave as humans. Yeah, and I think that's what a lot of people are missing. And too often, I feel we um, start to work on that too late. And yeah. so, uh, I think that's been something that's been a real joy for me to see how many kids are are um, kind of engaging community service for the first time through this project yeah. and are kind of like using it as a springboard to do other amazing work. Like yeah. I'm watching these kids across the country just do amazing things. Something that you had said to me too is, you know, most most grown-ups are like that should happen, but then they don't fight for it. And you know, you're saying like you're seeing kids that are like, "You know what? I'm going to go before my city council and I'm going to fight for this thing." And mm-hmm. that's like what a huge experience for someone that's younger. And how does that shape, you know, just right. not even that kid's life, but the future generation of that community right. from that act. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we both have children. And so, you know, talking about times in our lives where we've seen like how that changes our kid's brain, you know, mm-hmm. and um, something that you had just said was it's like, muscle memory. Mm -hmm. If you're teaching them at a little age to do that, then they're going to keep on doing it. Mm -hmm. Well, I I mean, because we tend to want to do the things that feel good to us and that benefit us and and service does, Mm -hmm. but, um, you have to, you have to know what that feels like. Yeah. Otherwise you're like, just like you said, you're, you're doing it for the Mm -hmm. sake of doing it to put it on a paper to, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's unfortunate because, through the systems that be, you know, if you do X, Y, and Z for your service project, then you're going to get looked at more. And that's, that's not what true service should be about. It should just be about brother helping brother, you know? Um, and that's what this is. Um, but, and something that, um, you know, I just, I really want to go back to is, uh, when you said that it's a, it's a counter narrative to what's going on. Yeah. I, I mean, so, you know, this is this is in the weeds a little bit of the concept, but I, this is where yeah. I spend kind of like, you know, I'm just thinking about this kind of thing. I think really there's something that's resonating here for a certain group of people. Yeah. And and I, I really feel like it has to do with, um, you know, this is a space where individuals are actively choosing compassion yeah. and trust and non-judgment and we think about like compassion as if it's as as if it's not a choice or a verb um but every single time you engage with these spaces you're making a choice right and you know i think stewards and and i see this all the time in stewards steward groups we're interrogating these concepts around trust is someone taking too much right how am I going to think through that through that question? Right. And I think that these spaces open up um, dialogue around 
bigger concepts like mm-hmm. need yeah. and um, you know emergency services and vetting and all of these ways of doing things and the way the accepted ways that we've always yeah. uh, kind of done this and is that really the best way right um, I mean there there are other ways and I um if you if you guys have listened to my my conversation with uh, Jamie about mutual aid in that first segment, I encourage you to do so if you haven't. And she and I talked a little bit about that as well, about um, if you are doing a mutual aid project, you are not beholden to grants. Mm-hmm. And grants require data. Right. And and while while there is a need for those things, don't get me wrong, there is also just a need for compassion. And just giving because we are programmed to do so, not because we are beholden to a grant or because we need to see like, right, this many people from, you know, this segment of the population has visited this pantry. And so now we must do this. I mean, it's, it's such a a freedom in that to be able to give in this space and not, um, not be based on data. Um, and also, like you said, how, how in the world do you sit there and think through like somebody is taking too much? Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's really, that's why there's, a, I think, a lot of personal growth that yeah. happens through this movement because I think we're all asking these questions. Right. I think we have to yeah. if we're going to get closer to solving uh, an issue like food insecurity because it's just getting worse. Right. I mean, food yeah. banks and food pantries are serving more or, you know, they're doing more and more poundage of food every single year. Right. I mean, uh, to use um, a phrase that Andy Fisher coined, uh, they're um, feeding the need, but they're not short- shortening the line. Right. And yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned grants mm-hmm. and, you know, that's the number they want to see. They want to see how much poundage of food your projects are um, uh, or, you know, your food pantry is distributing, mm-hmm. which is something that we can't easily, you know, we can't easily quantify that right. uh, through this movement. At the same time, there's so many intangibles. Yeah. I mean, just the community building that happens through this work. Yeah. I mean, like, and and these are things that can't be measured. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I do think it's, um, I I think that the pantries occupy an interesting uh, space in the community. Mm -hmm. And this is probably a good time to say that they're not universally adored. Sure. Um, uh, Some folks don't like the questions that they ask and would rather not have to interrogate that. But I think that is all part of the work of the pantry. And it's, it's needed work, you know, if you follow threads like End Poverty or, you know, like you had mentioned to me, you do extensive reading in, you know, in this realm, it's, it's needed. I mean, as our population continues to increase worldwide, there's, there's such a great need. I mean, it, it hits on, on every level, on food insecurity, on uh, our world in general, the soil, the crops, mm-hmm. the, all the roll down, all of it. And it's, this is this, um, like you said, it's like a, this little magic space where this stuff happens. And it's, it's the intangible, I think, that, um, that continues to grow. And it continues to feed people's you know, need for involvement in something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes the not being able to quantify something is, 
is so freeing in such a a number oriented world mm-hmm. that we live in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. I you know every once in a while. Uh, I I don't know. I just think they're the things that people love about this project. Mm-hmm. And when I hold those intention with um, any of the mechanisms that might exist to be able to measure it, mm-hmm. they just really seem to compete. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, we're. I think the fact that there's anonymity and mm-hmm. that this is a space where people, you know, I'm not going to try to claim that this project mitigates shame, even though I mentioned that phrase at the beginning as kind of being, you know, something that I was considering because I don't know that it really, that it really does. I think that there's still so much stigma around need in our culture, but it can make life easier right, for someone who, you know, is just getting off work and there's not a single bricks and mortar food pantry in town open. Right. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, that is exhausting. Yeah. I mean, it's just exhausting. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. There, there's a lot of, uh, it, there's a lot of complexity in these little empty boxes, which I think is probably just a, a metaphor for life and life. Yeah. But and but it's good. I mean, it's good to explore that too as you, you know, if if you're going to receive, you know, food from one of these pantries um and you're walking up there and you know, struggling with all the questions that go through your mind as you don't have food. There's a there's a lot of inner stuff going on when you're in that spot and you know, if you're thinking about starting one of these, I mean, Think beyond just what this con, you know, what the concept is, and think about that box. And um, I would just encourage you, also, um, folks, as you think about all the things that are happening in this box, to go and listen to the five-minute um, conversation about reshaping your personal narrative after poverty, and how opening the door on this pantry can raise different questions. And reshape your conversation with yourself that you're having as you take out that can of soup or that, you know, granola bar that you're so thankful for. You don't have to be telling the person across from you your whole life story in order to get that food. You just have to open the door. Mm-hmm. And I would just encourage you to go and listen to that and just be encouraged by this project. Um and thanks for like re-recording part of our conversation. I just think it's so important. So it's, everybody it's good. goes up to that pantry the same way, whether yeah. you're putting food in or you're taking food out. And yeah. you know, I don't. I think it's probably a stretch to say that someone with privilege of never having known what it feels like to need that food uh, is feeling in that moment what it feels like to be taking food out. Like you can never know what it feels like. Right. But the person driving by doesn't know. They don't know that. They don't know if you're putting food in or taking food out. And yeah. so I think it's a real, uh, I think it can be a really eye-opening yeah. exercise. It is. It's a levelizer for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so important. Will you guys take a look, go back, listen to our other podcasts, um, check out what it would be like to start up a little free pantry, um, what Little Free Pantry does, where it is in your community. And I'm going to put a link in the conversation so that you can go to the website. Again, this is Jessica McClard, the founder of Little Free Pantry in Fayetteville, Arkansas. You can follow Little Free Pantry hashtag on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, And we just want to encourage you. You are essential. Hi, friends. Lucy here. Please make sure you're following or subscribing to our podcast on your platform of choice. 
Also, please take a minute to review and rate our podcast. This helps us to gain more followers and show up in more searches. In this way, we can help more people. Thank you so much for what you are doing in your life to help those around you. You are essential.